All right, everybody, welcome to Legion's Cast. Finally, we're back. It's been a long time. There's been some complaints. There has been some complaints. Yeah. There's people that want us back. I blame you guys. I've been ready to go every week. But these two guys here have been uh, unmotivated, undedicated. Is that a word? It is now. Dedicated. Yeah, um, I'll give it. I'll give it. To, I'll allow it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're back, and we have a ton of reason to be back. Um, Travis needs really basically the Earth and the Sun to move for him to think that it is Legion's cast worthy, and uh, we've got something bigger than that today. Because with us, is two of the four horsemen, or the three of the four horsemen. Three. Of the, there's two of them here. Two, there's we have today today we have two of the three four horsemen that's what we have yes yes, yes. so without further ado we need to welcome to the show both Eric Cornboy Mays and Eric Treadaway welcome guys how you doing hey guys. you guys doing good thanks thanks for having us you guys are the fourth horsemen right yeah <laughs> it is officially official Everybody, <laughs> we did it who uh, is involved with Four Horsemen Studios outside of the actual studio itself is the Fourth Horseman. It's kind of like the the twelfth man on the the football team, right? Nope. Stop talking right there. We're gonna we're gonna cut. <laughs> we're gonna edit that out. And after you said that we were the Fourth Horseman, the rest of that audio gets cut. So, yep. Uh, it looks like you two never left the spot you were in from last night when you went live. Well, I changed shirts, but that was it. Right. <laughs> it was dark when we left, so that that's yeah. maybe the only giveaway. Uh, speaking of shirts, um, there's been complaints about those beautiful shirts uh, that you guys put out. I actually got mine yesterday in the mail, and um, I literally almost cried because <laughs> I'm no longer a 3X, and those shirts are absolutely beautiful. What well, I guess. Did you order three X? Oh, so it's way too big for you then. Yep my uh, my three Xs are a little snug, so I'm gonna have to get with Chris on some quality control issues. But <laughs> so uh, <laughs> mine are just fine, which means I'm maintaining a a level body weight, which the doctor says is good. It's not good to yo yo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess I'm the one that I get the health award today. <laughs> no diabetes yet either, as of uh, yesterday. Nice. I checked. Check daily. Nice, buddy. Plus. Nice. <laughs> what? What? Uh, what? What are the complaints you guys have heard on the shirts? Oh no, no, no! I, I should not say that. Not not when people actually got them in their hands. I'm talking about right. the people complaining about that they had to get a shirt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I'm going to be honest, I thought was a genius uh, advertising move by you guys. Regardless, so um, those people can all just. Uh, it was just cool. Out. Let's face it: if you're into toys and you're into mythic legions, usually you need new stuff to wear, right? Because I mean, we're all pretty much slobs, right? Well, yeah. what a what a great way to showcase more beautiful art. So right. you've got you've got yeah. the packaging, you've got the you know, you've got the websites. I mean, there's all these ways to to get that art out there. Um, and you guys showcase two different artists uh, with those shirts. Um, they're you know it's the it's the roots of the Four Horsemen logo, but you know new twists on old favorites. And anytime you can throw a bone and say, hey, look at how great this person is. Um, is is a win is a win for sure so yeah i um i completely agree like um nate barch and 
Melita Kerfee, I mean, they just did a spec spectacular job on both those shirts. They're beautiful. And um, when I got when I got mine, uh, I wasn't sure which one to wear first because I love Nate, but I really like the monstrous look of this this one that Melita did. So I was kind of torn on which one I wanted to wear first. One of it the was things that's so cool for us is like last year we went out to uh, to Decon Designer Con, uh, or not not last year, the year before. Uh, the time's just turning in on itself. Um, but we, you know, we were out there, and you know that that's a show that's a little less action figure oriented. Um, you know, it's more eclectic. But it was the coolest thing because everybody that was coming up to our table had on legions cash shirts cabal shirts horseman shirts and it was just cool because you know these guys were congregating around the table and you know it's just like this calling card for you know for fans of the line and kindred spirit so it's uh you know that's for us it's great to get more shirts out there just you know since people people can you know show off their fandom I actually had a woman at um, the grocery the other day ask me what this was, and I had to kind of explain it to her. So, I mean, if people are asking, hey, what the heck is that creepy-ass shirt you're wearing? Oh, excuse the language. The creepy shirt you're wearing there, uh, then, you know, maybe the name Four Horsemen will get out there a little bit more. Maybe Mythic Legions will get a little bit more uh, noticed by people. Who knows? When, uh, when we're uh, not on Legion's cast, I'll have to share a story with you guys about Travis having to explain a T-shirt that I designed um, to an old lady who wanted to buy it for her son um, oh. and didn't didn't get what it was saying. So we totally get that. But, I mean, you think back to the, the Legion's Con and you've got those East Coast yahoos wearing shirts with our faces on them. And then, Corn Boy, you jumping in and getting your picture taken with your head in the middle. and Because, I mean, you've always been you know, the fourth pod podcast host, you know, I mean, well, you and everybody else that supports my wife is going to kill me. Um, I've always been the fourth podcast host. So, but kind of that, that reciprocation back when you, when you put any type of content out there and you get people that enjoy it that much, they're going to strap a shirt on and, and walk around with your logo. That's just, that's super, it's such a cool feeling. Yeah, it really is. I mean, just the fact that people like the work that we do is, is first of all, it's insane, but it's super rewarding that people really dig the work that we do. But to then even like have our logo emblazoned on their chest and sporting it around and showing it off, that's like, I mean, who can ask for anything more than that? That's, that's so awesome. Did you guys, uh, I know this is going back in time a little bit for you, but, but 20 years ago, was this like your plan? Was it like, hey, we're going to build this community where people are going to be wearing T-shirts that have our, our, our symbol on them? I mean, was that like something you guys like thought you wanted or was the end goal of all of this? Yeah, back when I was six years old, I was thinking this is what I wanted. <laughs> Eric's always been like a huge like a T-shirt collector. He's like the 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 guy with his fist in the air, more t-shirts. We need to do t-shirts all the time. I mean, cause and he's right. We need to have them have t-shirts of our stuff out there. We've got some things playing. Uh Oh, I think we lost the video on Legion's cast. Yeah, anyway, we got it. There they are. Um, 
thought we lost you guys for a second. It's going to be the Eric and Cornboy podcast. From <laughs> you you didn't lose us, but you definitely have us frozen, <laughs> staring yeah, so those awkwardly. Are, those, are, those are all three really sexy poses there too. I like that. <laughs> oh, probably. Well, all of us staring up at the screen so we can see your guys' beautiful faces. <laughs> Eric's always uh, the proponent for us getting T-shirts made, and he's right. We have some things planned that haven't been shown yet. I think I might have given you guys a couple sneak peeks on some of the stuff recently, but um, yeah, there's more of this kind of stuff on the way. Maybe we won't force you to buy them with action figures, but now that people have these in hand and they see how cool they are and you know the uh, positive response we've gotten off of, we're going to be doing a lot more of that kind of stuff. Nice. And uh, this seems like a very appropriate time to mention um, that the wonderful Nate Bear, Nate Barrich, I knew I was going to say it wrong. Nate Barch and the Horsemen have actually uh, given us the blessing to do a exclusive Horseman logo T-shirt for the My Wife Is Going to Kill Me website, which is going to be super cool because I mean, has has Nate ever done anything that wasn't super cool? Um, so that's uh, again another one of those cool opportunities to to put two things we love together and and give the fans, you know, the fans of both both things something to you know pop on and head down to a comic-con and so the real the real question is is have you guys gotten any pictures of people with mythic legions tattoos i haven't seen any yet have you eric uh Jer i know jeremy has the the is ramirez oh, right. other yeah. than that i i don't i'm not aware of any no huh uh. I don't. I, you know what? I don't know if has Jeremy shown you guys his tattoo. Yes, he has. Okay. He showed me. He needs to show that off, like on uh, on um, the Cabal or something. I think people will go crazy over that. It's awesome. Well, he doesn't show it off very easily. It was a late night. We were skyping. We were both drinking and experimenting. Um, it was one of those nights you just you, you let your inhibitions down and and you start showing people stuff. A little liquid lubrication. <laughs> Just us again. So how's it going, Eric? <laughs> it's going well. It's been a long time. <laughs> I think they disappeared. So it really is the the Cormoy. Yeah, we, uh, I, I had a tough time getting up for this this morning, but that's worth it. I, so so I'll ask you a question that I saw asked last night. Uh -oh. multiple times you think it might have even been the last question i saw what is the the king kong figure behind you oh that's well it's actually beside me but it looks like it's behind me oh, okay. that's a mezco 18 inch king kong figure it's just it's massive this is it next to the troll now is that is that a new figure like is that a new it, release it was released uh i think few months ago not not really recently but um i was able to get it cheaper because i don't know if the guy wasn't able to sell them or whatever but my toy pimp milo hooked me up uh at empire toy shop hooked me up at a pretty decent price with this guy but he's destined for the uh customs pile you know eventually when i get some spare time and retire because uh, Mezco has a character in their their line that is a giant gorilla 
that has just a big eyeball for a head. Uh, I'm not. I'm ne- I didn't order this because I was never really a, a much of a fan of this head. I like it, but it's a little bit too cartoony for me. But uh, that's what this guy's going to become. I don't know the name of that thing. Is that so? Is that the same Kong that they did a smaller version? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they did a. I think it was a nine-inch version or something like that of it, or eight-inch version. And this, it's exact same thing except scaled up, and I think it's less articulated because it's rotom Hey, they're back. We're back. We kept the show going for you. We heard you. Live. <laughs> yeah, you guys were. You guys were all set. We're just uh, trying to um, get the camera scored away. So, so Eric, you mentioned uh, or Cornboy. You're both Eric. I gotta get used to that. Um, you mentioned retirement. What does retirement look like for a guy like you? I mean, is there ever going to be a time you don't want to sit down and make cool toys? No, that's the problem. I keep saying, oh, when I retire, I want to do this and that and everything, but I don't think I'll ever, I, unless I lose my eyesight or something, I don't think, which is happening. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever uh, retire. I can't. How can you retire from making toys for a living? I I, I don't know, because it sounds like it would just be something that you could do until you die. Um. I mean, if you're if you're a physical sculptor, now that we're going we've gone digital, I need my eyes as much as my hands or more so. Um, if you're a physical sculptor, you know you need the hands and the dexterity and everything. And I guess you do somewhat with uh, digital sculpting now too. But most of what I do now is uh, is um, project manage more than anything. You know, our direct project manage. So I just really need my eyeballs more than anything. I can recite something to somebody if i want them to type it up for me but so you always talk about you rarely talk about you sculpting anything these these days do do you could do you do zbrush and all that stuff no well i mean i i mess around with it a little bit but not well enough to get it to the point where we're at now there's no way and that's the problem i don't have the time now to to uh work on it to learn it as well as i would like i can mess around with it a little bit and i might be able to go in and like touch up like like do some revisions on somebody's sculpture just minor things just to let them know what i'm looking for but not not well enough to to be able to submit it as a usable piece of artwork was the was that transition hard i mean not not only from the standpoint of going from a traditional sculpt to digital but um you know there's a lot of people you know even across other uh, other mediums and i was talking to my my tattoo artist actually switched to a a different style gun and he kind of he's like i kind of feel like a sellout because i'm not using this standard machine anymore but he's got some nerve damage and he can't take the vibration and once he went to that it's you know he's able to tattoo all day every day again and was there anything kind of like that was it kind of did you feel like maybe you were deserting the old school when you guys went digital i we I, you know for us i think it, it was more we resisted for a long time um, and, you know, had all kinds of reasons, what, you know, why not to switch over. And, and, you know, a lot of it was kind of, you know, like this, like, I don't know, like purity of, uh, you know, the traditional sculpting and stuff like that. And, and then, the, the, you know, the learning curve was a bit steep and frustrating. But then, one, you know, once, you know, once we got, got into digital, we realized all the advantage of it so quickly and uh, really never look back because it's, you know, what I always talk about is it's like 
you know, it's, it's, it's your, it's what's in your head. It's not, you know, what you're doing with your, your hands or what material you're using. It's, it's still the same set of decisions that you're making, the same thought processes. Um, it's just, you know, it, it's like a cliche type of a, of a statement, but it is, it's just a different tool. Um, and with the, the digital, you know, you're, you're spending less time fighting against the clay and matching stuff and sanding down clay and all this and spending more time being creative. Um, and that, that's what I love about it. Cause it's, and so it's, it technically, is it faster? Yes. But I look at it more like it, now you have more time to, to add details and, and try out different variations that would be tougher to do traditionally. So things still take as long, if not longer. Um, but just, you've got so much creative freedom and the, the ability to, um, you know, you're not really restricted by as much as, you know, you know, you don't have to put an armature in it. You don't have to, like I said, you don't have to spend as much time sculpting one arm as you would the other. They do them simultaneously. So you can spend more time on that one arm and just adding, you know, every little detail that you could possibly want. You know, I, and I got to think too, I, I can only imagine the, the frustrated pile of clay when, Oh man, I think this is going to be a great idea, but then it doesn't translate the way that you wanted it to. And you go, okay, well you start over where now you just go, you know, click, click, click undo. And it yeah. takes you back to where you are. And so I, I got to think some of that frustration piece is out of there, but, um, but that, that goes to show, I mean, that, that explanation of the four horsemen saying, Hey, um, yeah, it can be faster now, but guess what? It's not faster because we actually do more and we do more detail and we get more creative, uh, you know, for that end result for the fans. It's another testament to how you guys do things and why you have people rolling around with four horsemen t-shirts on because you yeah. could do it faster, but you still take that time to, to make it awesome. Well, one of the reasons that we really re resisted early on and, and wanted to stay traditional is that we had seen a lot of digital sculptures by other people that were out there when it was, kind of still in its fledgling uh, days, the whole digital sculpting thing. And a lot of it looked really like kind of lifeless and just like almost almost mechanical instead of like having a life and a spirit of its, uh, its own. And um, so we were kind of concerned with that. But I, I got to say, and I, I've said it before, is that when, when Eric first got into it and started sculpting in ZBrush, I think, if I remember correctly, the first figure we did for um, for production uh, that was actually finished and ready to go was a DC Universe Classic Supergirl figure. Pretty sure that's the one it was. But whatever the case, the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, we don't really have that concern at all here because this looks like an Eric Treadaway figure. Like, I could see all the little earmarks of Eric Treadaway sculpting in that figure and it didn't look lifeless. It didn't look like it was mechanical or, or, you know, that it was, it didn't look like it had been sculpted digitally. It looked like he just had that piece of clay in his hand, sculpted it and, and finished it up. And so I, my concerns there were alleviated and him saying that there was a learning curve. They might've been, but it must've all been behind the scenes because we knew that, oh, I'm going to try uh, some digital sculpting. And then 
it seemed like it was two weeks later he had this full sculpture in there and we're like wow okay and it was beautiful so i gotta think that the, the the digital uh accessibility has brought a lot of people that skip the you know they skip the the traditional way of you guys doing it they don't have that experience and they just jump into the digital realm <clears throat> eric being a guy who did traditional can bring all that to the the the, the digital version and, and then and i think that's probably why it puts you a little bit ahead of people who never got to do it old school Kind of like a guy who never picked up a pencil, but then just goes into uh, procreate or, uh, or procreates one, procreate and just start to draw because they think that the draw assist and everything will make them be able to do it perfectly. But their their stuff isn't going to come out like someone who's drawn from a kid out. You know, I would assume that's just me babbling. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I that's you know, with the digital sculpting, like I, I, I can tell like. It, it sounds weird, but like I like I sculpt digitally, like a traditional sculptor. Like I and what I mean by that is like people who have learned completely digitally, you know, they're learning with all these, you know, all these tools at their disposal, and there's you know there's kind of like you know sometimes like shortcuts or or you know, things where you can press, press a button and it does it for you. And I think, you know, I find myself doing more like textures and things by, by hand than maybe somebody who would have um, learned digitally. Um, and I, you know, I, that, and that's for better or worse. Um, you know, I think sometimes, you know, I, I might be more resistant to using um you know, one of these like pre-program type tools that you can use, um, you know, whereas, you know, if somebody who learned digitally might be slapping these textures and things all over the figure and it looks great and it's super tight. Whereas like, you know, what I'm doing sometimes has more of like a, like a raw uh, hand done quality to it. Um, and like I said, I mean, that, you know, that could be for better or worse, depending on what you're particularly going for on a, a project. And, you know, it might be wasting more of my time, but, um, you know, it's just what you come into it with. Um, it's, it's, a again, like I said, it's, you know, it's the way just your, your mind has been, been trained to make your, your decisions. And, you know, for me, I, I sculpted for, again, you know, it was probably 16, 17 years traditionally, uh, by the time I really got into doing ZBrush full time. And so, you know, there's a lot of baggage, uh, you know, acquired in those years. Good baggage. Travis, did you have some, uh, some stuff you wanted to get to? Uh, I, I've, I've got a lot of stuff I want to get to, but, um, I'd say probably like the biggest was, um, you know, the, the party yesterday, uh, the big reveal. Um, how excited were you guys for Jeremy Gerard's niece's um, uh, baby shower? <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> I had to run out and get a gift last minute, but did you, did you guys get notifications for that? <laughs> no. You guys got a notification for that? Uh. <laughs> Jeremy uh, did uh, Crowdcast. Uh, he put something together for his family, like, uh, oh, the wonderful dude that he is. 
And because he was the guy that created it, it sent it out to everyone who was subscribed to him on Crowdcast. <laughs> so, so everyone who came to GCon or um, uh, what was it? It was uh, the Legion's Con. Right? Yeah, Legion's yeah. Con. They got an invite to that. I imagine if they still were registered for those. And it was just so funny because that was going on earlier in the day. And then, oh. of course, you guys last night. And uh, you know, on top of it, probably our 200th episode, too. So he probably got a bunch of jerks for <laughs> my wife is going to kill me. You're right. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Did you guys uh, pop in at all? I didn't because I am somewhat respectful, <laughs> which he might be upset with me because, hey, he oh, sent out the invite. That's great. Yeah. That's great. That's perfect. <laughs> How did you guys like doing that last night? Did you enjoy revealing each figure like that live with the fans? Yeah. I mean, that started with the Alithia wave with, uh, I mean, it was all kind of like Jeremy's brainchild. It's, it was his thing to, to do. Um, and I've got, got Baxter trying to get out of the room here. So it's distracting me a little bit. Uh, that was kind of Jeremy's brainchild to do it that way. And, um, it, it worked fantastically with the, the Alithia release. So we've decided, you know what, let's start doing a little bit more of that. And this, that's not the last time you're going to see that sort of thing with us. We're going to be doing more of that with wave releases and things because, it was uh, it was a good way of doing it, and I think fans seem to be really excited about doing it that way. I I couldn't see the number of people that were in there watching that last night, but you know, when you consider Saturday night, kind of during that prime time, especially for old people, um, you know, to get a bunch of people, and I could have swore I heard like five hundred or something along those lines, a bunch of people in watching something like that. To me, I mean, that's just amazing. Just a cool I, little fast. Yeah, I think Jeremy did say 500 at one point. And it, we, we were absolutely stunned because, I mean, we make toys for a living. And we have people that are that into it and they're that dedicated to the uh, Mythic Legions line that they're going to be spending their Saturday evening hanging out with us and watching a, a video rather than hanging out with their friends or going out and partying or doing whatever, you know, going out for dinner. That's that's really cool. Super I don't cool. Know what the top number was, but at one point Jeremy did say five hundred people. When I when I, I jumped on briefly last night, there was six forty eight. Wow. When I wow. looked, and I was, and it actually kind of pissed me off because I look and I'm like, well, there's six hundred forty eight people watching, but there's less than five hundred subscribers to your guys' YouTube channel. I'm like, are you a fan or not? You don't get to just jump in and enjoy the live stream without subscribing. Well, we, we haven't promoted that YouTube channel very much. There's not a ton of stuff on there, but um, our friend Alberto Arribas has offered to kind of take it over and put some of his stuff on there. And I think we're probably going to do that and, and push that uh, YouTube channel a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> you guys literally are giving people crack. I, there's no other way to describe it. I know it's, a, it, I know it's a, a family-friendly show. Literally, like these amazing, talented people. I mean, not, no, in, not us for, exception. Yeah, the yeah. Exception. Uh, but these amazingly talented people love you guys' product so much. They're like, oh hey, yeah, I would love to help out. Let me jump in. Do you? What do you? You need your toenails cut, uh, Mr. Mays? No problem. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I was just saying this last night that we are super fortunate. It was before we were on the air, and I was 
giving Jeremy a big head. Um, we're super fortunate with everybody we've surrounded ourselves with, and we're trying as much as possible. We like to pull from the the collector community to 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 join us in this endeavor, and like Jeremy, Walt. I mean, everybody who's Al Alberto. You guys, you guys don't give yourselves enough enough credit. Yeah, you're stupid, but you guys put on a great podcast, and I've said it a bunch of times that you know it's my favorite podcast now, and I I'm an avid podcast listener. It's been my favorite podcast for at least a couple of years now. So we're just fortunate uh, that people, you know, with with all these diverse talents and as talented as they are, actually want to jump on board with and, and help out with this line. It's super freaking cool. And speaking of how stupid we are, I, I have to make a correction. According to one of our uh, watchers this morning, Curtis Ackerman, uh, he's advising me that that 648 number I saw was actually my scale, uh, not, the, <laughs> not the viewer numbers. So... Yeah, that was uh, scale. yeah, yeah. So, uh, thanks, Curtis. I'll be sure to include you in my suicide note. So. <laughs> oh, don't do it hanging at that weight. Your head will come right off. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's some other people we need to apologize because we might upset some oh, Legion's yeah. fans with that. Got a little bit dark a for little a second. Every now and then, yeah. It's okay. Cornboy said ass, so we're all set. So, um. I was referring to a donkey. It's appropriate. <laughs> Do you guys uh, mind if we bring up some pictures of the figures and just uh, poke your brain a little bit on them? Absolutely. Dig in. All right. All right, Cody. Here's where we test Cody. Yeah. <laughs> And hey guys, so while we're doing this huge, huge, huge shout out to seducer Cody, this is um, the type of thing that he get, learns about like the day ahead of time. And he has to learn an entirely new platform. He got himself a brand new camera for all of this. Um, he really, really puts in the time. We can't say enough good things about him. And we haven't paid him in two months. Yeah. I paid him this morning. Oh, did you? <laughs> he, he said he wasn't going to show up if he didn't. So. I guess it would have been nice of us to send him uh, actual images of the the figures instead of making him go to our uh, store horseman page, huh? Duh. Yeah, and that's another example of actually us just being a uh, uh, worthless podcast host, too. <laughs> Start with the Deluxe Barbarian Legion Builder right there, Cody. Oh, my gosh. Damn. No problem. This is fine, Cody. Oh. Can you uh, click on the large picture? Or does it not let you? If you click on the top big one, Cody, does that? Nope. Uh, yeah. You, just yeah they're oh. seeing that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Man. So beautiful. Right off the bat, that right there, and I, I, I was. So you guys also did the um, the sculpting for uh, Super Seven's uh, Conan the Barbarian movie line, and that right there looks like it could be in the Conan the Barbarian movie to me. I could see that. I mean, I, I think, you know, yesterday we we're talking about this guy as being, you know, one of those characters that, you, you know, you could have seen on a, the side, you know, in a seventies uh, metal album cover side of a van, yeah. that kind of thing. And I think, it, yeah, I mean, it really speaks to that, uh, you know, that seventies, early eighties depiction of, of fantasy, um, you know, where you saw like a, you know, you see those badass, uh, though I said it too. Whoops. Uh, right. <laughs> We're adults. We're adults. Uh, the, you know, those Frazetta paintings, like barbarians and warriors and things like that. 
Um, and so, you know, but, and I feel like our, our barbarians in general just really play into that aesthetic. Um, and so this, this guy just, you know, it's a great, uh, nod to that. And, um, you know, a head that I think is going to be versatile. I've already seen some people saying that they're going to use this head on their dwarf figures. Um, you know, you do some different paint application, different beard colors, switch out the, the horns on it. Um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, a lot of, a lot of coolness that, that goes with this one. This has got to be, I mean, you guys have done a ton of great helmets. This has got to be one of my favorite helmets and it's not even, it's not flashy. There's not, there's no, there's not a bunch of colors on it. It's just a beautiful sculpt and it just, it looks purpose built. Like this guy, he's not, he's not trying to attract attention. He just wants to rip your guts out. Yeah. There's, you know there's no face being shown there at all. It's all helmet and beard and mustache, but there's all, still so much personality in that, yeah. in that head. All business. My my favorite part of, of this figure is I have I've been a record saying if there's a figure you want people to start with in this line, to me it was the, the barbarian builder set. And that set, of course, because the popularity of this line now is I mean, if you find one for $150, you're lucky. You're you're really talking like a three hundred dollar purchase. Yeah. And and this is giving people the ability to get back in to with one of the coolest parts of this line. And you guys are doing it at a very, very affordable price. Yeah, 26 bucks for a uh, um, uh, an action figure of this sort today. That's that's a decent price. Oh, that, that's, that's way better than decent. <laughs> I don't even have to say to that. No. I, I feel like you're paying me. <laughs> hey, Cody, scroll down a little bit to where the, so we can see the words. I want to do a quick housekeeping thing. Notice, please do not email asking about updates or shipping. That is appropriate for the cabal. That's where you want to ask that question. Um, so do not, do not email the horseman. Just post it up there in the cabal and ask if anybody else has gotten theirs. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's Chris Garwich there. He's, he's on the ball there. I would tell you, Chris, um, my experience with Chris um, over the last few months is another example of you guys surrounding yourself with some pretty amazing people. He, he is. Like, uh, um, Chris can be really annoying, and I let him know that. But <laughs> he has come in and just done an amazing job. And his name is actually Chris Gorich is how you pronounce it, but I, I mispronounced it early on, so I always call him Chris Garwich now. Um, so <laughs> I, I like uh, – Pronounced the Garwitz part. Um, yeah, he's been an unbelievable addition to the team. Like, I I don't know that we could be could be doing the stuff with the store and the the shipping and the um, the factory production. He's our production manager at the factory too, without yeah. his expertise because he's really on top of things. Nice. Yeah, he's he, one of those guys like Jeremy that kind of keeps us on the ball and sends us emails going. Hey, I asked about this. You guys need to respond so we can get it taken care of. <laughs> I, uh, anything you the shop just as our production manager. I mean, that was that's his, you know, kind of a, official reason for being in the office. And then, you know, it's it turns out he's an outstanding customer service rep. Like I, you know, he's he's taken people who were uh 
cursing our names and, you know, just by getting on with them and explaining things properly and having a, you know, a good positive attitude, like converted people completely, you know, in a 180 to where they, you know, they're, they're loving what we're doing. And, um, you know, it's just, just a testament to how, how good he is and how personable he is and, um, you know, and how much he loves what he's doing and, and, you know, the product. Yeah. Just and, amazing. Anything else you guys want to say about this, uh, barbarian before we grab the next fig? Well, I'm, I'm in love with like the, the, the chest armor and the, the belt, that whole combination there. And in that collar, it just, just looks like I was saying last night, <clears throat> it looks like iron. It looks like it's like really heavy, but this guy looks badass. Excuse me. Said it again. <laughs> he, can, he can carry it around with him. Yeah. No, it's so I good. Guess we're drawing more attention to it by by uh, calling it out when we <laughs> stay at home. If we just said it, I think ass is fine on this show. Yeah. Yeah. We're just we just don't want to drop any f bombs. No worry, we can help it. Everyone here is an ass fan. No problem. <laughs> I uh, that should be know, the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> the, and I said it's always the little details that that spring out the. I like to. I look at that beard and I look at the little beads in it, and I'm like, "That's each one of those. That's that's ten. That's ten kills per bead. That's that's how he adds those, you know. Yeah. And and like I said, it's super subtle, and you don't even catch it right away because you know, obviously you look at that helmet, and again, it's it's just beautiful. It's a painter's dream. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, man, I just want to get my hands on it and add yep. some stuff There's to it. There's a lot of little nooks and crannies for different paint colors in there. Yep. A lot of that's options for you for you there that that's one thing i you know i could say applies to to every figure in this line is that when um i was working with sherry and, and cameron to get these these figures painted up um you know usually i i give them you know i'll write out a sheet with a a rundown of of you know at least a, a, a general sense of what the colors should be and <clears throat> You know, it's been a while since we've done Legion Builders, so it's very strange to come in and just write a flesh tone, an armor color, a horn color, and a beard or whatever. Usually it's like a page and a half long. And it was just, it was killing me on these figures, especially with these new heads, to not go in and just paint these things out, you know, fully detailed and all that. Um, because it's just, it, they're just begging for the paint, you know, but at the same time, I think, you know, I think that's part of what the success of the, this particular wave is, is that they, they're figures that normally would, with the new heads and everything, like these builds are strong enough where we would have, you know, we could have done these as fully named characters with bios and full paint schemes and all that. Um, but, you know, instead they're, they're $26 Legion builders, you know, with that much new personality and new parts to it. These are these are not going to be figures that people are quantity one of. These the people are going to go in and buy these by the fours and fives. Yeah, we've already seen evidence of that. We're really happy with the not just the response uh, to them on the show last night and the positivity, but also so far the the initial sales at the launch. Even though this is a pre order, the sales of all these have been really good already so far. So. Yeah, we're awesome. very very encouraged by this. That we you did this definitely won't be the last deluxe Legion Builder wave you'll see. Awesome. <clears throat> All right, what do we got next, Cody? 
Oh, God. Dark Templar. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I got to tell you guys, um, uh, every once in a while, I get this little thing in the back of my brain that says, um, maybe you don't need to spend so much on toys. Uh, <laughs> and then you beautiful, uh, you come out with something like this whole line. But this figure alone to me, I saw that and I like my jaw literally dropped. He was going to call you beautiful bastards, and then he decided not to. But you can say bastard because it has ass in it, so that's acceptable. <laughs> this this guy this guy rolls into Monty Python and cuts everybody's limbs off. <laughs> this is just amazing. Yeah, thanks. I, and and I and again remember I'm seeing all this for the first time today, guys. Um, oh, you are. Yeah, nice. due to due to my due to my job, I was tied up yesterday, so I'm I'm seeing all these for the first time right now, which is super exciting. Your job as a stand-up comic? You were probably not doing uh, some comedy last night? <laughs> I, I wish. I wish it would have been that simple, and I wouldn't have been nearly as stinky when I got home. So, uh, uh, As soon as I saw the paints on this guy, I knew that this was going to be a really popular one, that people were really going to dig this guy. He's like the antithesis of our previous released uh, Templar Knights. Yeah. And man, the you look at the, even just these first two figures, You know, uh, Eric talked about how it's so hard to not want to paint, 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 but man, less is best. And this is, this is demonstrating exactly why. Yeah. This is an example of that. Definitely. Yeah. I, uh, it still has a decent amount of paint, on it, but it's all the, uh, the shades are very subtle. Yep. Yeah. I, Eric, I like that, that, you know, saying the snake eyes aspect of it, you know, sometimes simple is, Pretty darn amazing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the, you know, the, in, the, you know, we, we, the original concept behind this line is that they were going to be, you know, it's all about the Legion building. So I, I think in the, our original, you know, back when we were considering this line to be a, a three and three quarter inch line, um, you know, they were going to be almost zero paint figures. So, the the sculpting was always meant to you know be covered in detail and sculpted in a way where it created a lot of highlights and shadows and things like that um to where you're you know you wouldn't need the paint and now we you know we have the luxury of putting a tremendous amount of paint on a lot of these figures but the this just goes back to show that the the original concept uh you know, it had some, some credibility to it. It still, um, still works this far into the line. It, you know, it doesn't feel like, a, like you're being shortchanged by not getting the paint on the figure. I think one, one of, of the favorite, coolest, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, one of my favorite things about this figure is how well the, 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 the pauldrons and the, uh, the hip guards on him just, they work so well with those new head pieces. It just, it looks like it was always meant to be. Yeah, I, sure. I'm I'm excited to see. I, I like how you guys have the note about there being builders. You know, they, they don't have bios. Um, and that's a, another I can't wait to start seeing the pictures of what people are doing and the backstories they're going to give them and the names they're going to give them. And there's going to be this is going to breed a whole new level of creativity throughout the, the the community, especially with all the great customizers and the great photographers and 
this is it's going to be cool to see what comes out of this. We hope so. That's one of the the main reasons for us doing this line is people have been um, clamoring for more Legion builders for a long time now, and the the Evergreen Legion builders. And um, because of COVID, we kind of got off track being able to do that. But now um, we announced it last night, and we'll reiterate here today is that as we're going into production with this deluxe Legion builders wave, we're also going to start the production on the Evergreen Legion Builders. Um, they're not up for pre-order, but they're going to be in-store horsemen um, once all this stuff ships to us and stuff. And we're going to try to have those in the store perpetually so people can go in at any time and just buy a couple Legion Builders and use them for their customs. Well, we're going to have to come up with something new to talk about on the Cabal because that's a hot topic. <laughs> when when yeah. are the in-store yeah. stuff coming? That's, and that's going to be incredible to, for people to be able to jump on and go, you know what, I need just one more of these to fill this shelf out, or I need two of these to go behind this custom I just built and be able to just jump on, clickety-click, and, you know, X amount of days later they show up to their door. That's going to be a, that's going to be huge. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. We've been, we've been talking about it for a long time now, and we've finally gotten to a point where we've got a point where we can put those in there and actually send them into production and, um, we'll just keep every time we put a new wave into production, we'll put some of those back in there too, and kind of replenish the the store. I, awesome. I can easily tell you that um, <laughs> one of my biggest regrets with this line was that in that first Kickstarter, I did not load up on the Silver Knights, and I actually uh, did get the dwarfs and the skeletons, but at the time, I just. Uh, you know, I was I was trying to just pick what I was going to do, and I easily could say that that was my biggest regret. I wish I had six to twenty six of those silver knights. Yeah. Uh, and now the the talk that you know there is a chance that some of these things are going to come back around does does make me very very happy. The silver yeah. knight has definitely been the most requested of all the uh, the legion builders that we've done so far. So he'll definitely be part of the first group of legion builders that we release as evergreen legion builders i just and i love the price point too because for what i'm paying in my, my dice subscriptions per month i can get two of these figures per month yeah if i'm willing well, regular, to give up my dice subscription because of production costs the regular legion builders right now we sell them at 22 they will be going up just a do a couple dollars maybe so they will be slightly more expensive than they are now, but these guys, they're only slightly more expensive than a Legion builder, and they're less expensive than the standard Mythic Legions figure. And, you know, you're going to be able to army build with these at, you know, pretty low cost. So we're happy that the, the costs from the factories, at least the preliminary costs that have come back, have been pretty good to allow us to do this with these. Awesome. Are you going to announce... What Legion builders, the regular Legion builders, are going to be in stock? Or are you just going to uh, show up at the store and surprise us? We're going to we, – we were just going to have it show up at the store. But I've seen so many different requests on different types of Legion builders. I think we're going to do a poll type thing and let everybody – it's not going to be a pre-order, but we're going to do a poll and let every, everybody decide uh, the, the Legion builders they would like to see in the store first. We're not going to release them all at once, and then um, we'll probably go that route. Did you guys ever contemplate maybe just asking the fourth horseman 
what those figures should be. Not the fourth horseman, but the fourth horseman. Um, so, I mean, I just, for, you know, for the sake of, you know, I just, it might be kind of fun to do something like that. <laughs> it might be kind of fun. It might be a pain in the butt. I guess it could say ass. <laughs> you guys business model never ceases to amaze me because I think most people just go, Hey, here's what we're giving you. You guys let people have input and reach out to people. And, and it, to me, it's what creates this community. It, it's a huge part of it. Um, but the fact that you guys just keep doing that along with the fact that you're selling these figures at this price, which is, you know, just a little bit more than what a Marvel legend is going to cost you uh, to me that, Either one, you guys are um, really caring, or you're definitely have some mental problems. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. <laughs> we, we've been fans. I mean, we're we're action figure fans ourselves. We've been collectors and fans as long as you know since I was little. So I kind of kind of know what you know what what fans go through when they deal with action figures and action figure companies. But um, we've we've had this thought from the very beginning, even back when we were at McFarland Toys, we would listen to what fans say. And, you know, as much as we were capable of, we would incorporate those thoughts into the work we were doing. Now, obviously, we have a specific vision and a specific direction for the lines of figures that we're doing. So we can't take every suggestion, but we definitely listen to them. And, and the ones that we think that, you know, are viable suggestions we definitely include in. Um, there's. We were just talking about um, what was it? The uh, I forget what it was, but the Fantastic Exclusive was a big example of that, where we were trying to include fans into the voting rounds, where you would choose like different aspects of an action figure, and then we would go and produce that figure. Yeah, I mean, us uh, having fans involved in the in what we do is. It's, it's always been important to us. Yeah, we appreciate that for sure. I still think you're crazy, but uh, real quick, I want to echo uh, Jared Colby's uh, comment. He said, thank God that the three and three quarter uh, plan did not happen. Yeah, I add that to my prayers every night. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys went to six inches. Well, I think we yeah. are too. Um we, we, that was, I, I, you know, we've talked about it a little bit before. That was a decision that we actually really struggled with at the time. Um, but ultimately, you know, just we looked at, at all of the, the pros and cons and, you know, what are our, you know, larger fan base, uh, you know, through Masters of the Universe and things, you know, outside of just what we had done in house. Uh, looked like and uh, it just we it, and also combined with the the numbers just the factory numbers um, and I, I don't I don't doubt very seriously mythic legions would still be around at this point if we had done it at that size I just don't think the the the, the numbers just didn't support um, you know, moving forward that way. And so, I, you know, I think we're probably more thankful than anybody that, uh, <laughs> we, you know, we, we changed the scale on it. Well, uh, and, you know, Jared made another great comment too, you know, 4-H transparency alone makes this line an actual joy 
to collect in the community is chef's kiss, which I think is this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and he's absolutely right. The, we, we've always said one of the, the best and worst parts, the best part for us and the worst part for yeah. you is your guys's ability and, and willingness to interact with the fans. You put yourselves out there to take a bunch of S H I T, um, from the fans because uh, because of what you do and you put yourself out there. How many times a day does Cornboy get tagged in a post because somebody says, "Where's my shipping notice? My pelvis is weird. I got a gummy belt. I didn't." And somebody goes, "Oh, I'll tag Eric because that's the nice thing to do. We'll let him jump on and try to answer this guy's question." And you guys do it gracefully and you take care of business and you keep coming back. And, and doing more for the fans and more polls and more questions. And it's all fan service. And, you know, you guys have been working hard and you've been, like you said, talking for a year to get these evergreen builders out. And so you start out with some kick ASS deluxe builders that um, everybody can get their hands on for a crazy, stupid price. You know, I mean, $6 more than what you're getting a Marvel legend off the shelf at Walmart. And then that's going to build into those evergreen figures. And it's just awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Yeah, thanks. Well, like I said, we're we're fans too. So we kind of get what the fan community goes through with this stuff. I mean, I, I was a 3A collector. And if anybody out there has collected that stuff, sometimes that was rough collecting 3A. Um, their, their sales were like much more, much faster and, and more brutal than ours are. And now I'm a big Mezco 112 Collective fan, and you guys, I mean, you've dealt with their their sales, um, and it's it's tough to get those sometimes. I've missed out on a few recently because the sales are so tough, and um, so we understand coming from a fan perspective what it's like to have to deal with you know toy companies, and we try to alleviate that as much as possible. The popularity of uh, Mythic Legions has made it so the in-stock sales have become a brutal battle, but we're doing things, as you might have seen with recent in-stock sales, to alleviate that somewhat. We've moved to a better um, store platform for that. Um, we're doing a weekly sale where we're doing limited amounts of things, or sometimes weekly when Chris is not too swamped with other things to do, because he's he's our utility man who does everything. Um, and those we're, we're putting some figures up and then holding them back till another sale at a later date and then putting some of those back in again. So even if you miss some of those figures during those in-stock sales, hopefully you'll get a chance later on uh, where they'll roll around again. You'll get another chance at them. So we kind of understand what fans uh, have to deal with it every day. And we, we're as transparent as we can possibly be. Uh, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you guys never hear about and stuff that we're never allowed to talk about um, legally and from from signing NDAs and things like that. But yeah, we always like being as transparent as we possibly can and keeping the fans involved as much as we can. Well, that's that's why we love you. Absolutely. We love what, you. what do you got next over there, Cody? I got to agree with Master Hoarder. A four-foot Tiamat would go great with some of these figures. Oh, this guy. <clears throat> well, it won't specifically be Tiamat, but we still yeah. do have plans to do a gigantic, massive, monstrous dragon at some point. It's just finding the time and where to fit it in. And, um, 
you know, asking for people to spend the money that would need to be spent on something like that in order to get it. Yep. Yeah, poor Travis may only be able to get six instead of ten. Mm-hmm. So, but but I also I think- tell you that uh, that Hasbro Sentinel figure. I regret not not buying that thing. Three hundred fifty bucks is a big chunk of change, but that thing's is that thing is amazing. But what I'm hoping for is that I've let that one slide, and they're going to do a Galactus figure, and then I'll be all over that one. So oh, I man. get the hunger for those big, massive figures. Eric just pointed out a little while ago. I have a big, giant King Kong here that like even dwarfs our our big, huge troll figures. So. I love big scary figures. Well, I do think too that that seeing seeing that people are willing to what they're willing to pay for Snake Mountain, uh, yeah. for for the Sentinel, for the Barge, I, I think that it, it you there is a place for a big Mythic Legion showpiece. Which it's easy to say that the trolls are already that, but I I think you guys still would sell that very well. Oh yeah, I hope I so. Think so. Yeah. Uh, the dwarf, deluxe dwarf. So now Legion this builder. thing here, and I think this was said last night, but it just it doesn't look like a Legion builder. This looks like a full fledged figure here with with all the paint apps that seem to be going on here. Bravo! This is amazing. Yeah, ha- hands down that the 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 way those paint the paint scheme works with the I, sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. It's it's GD amazing. <laughs> Man, that helmet, that beard, the horns, it just everything, man. I this figure is so cool. I'd be like, this guy's gonna kill me, and you know what? I'm okay with it. <laughs> so just bring bring on the sweet death. <laughs> the scraggly mustache and like the, the beard just under the bottom lip there going into the nicely uh braided yes. beard underneath. That's my favorite part of the, the head on this one. That just that's perfect. Is there is there like fur around his neck or is that his beard? Oh, that's his beard. Isn't uh-huh. it? Okay. Yeah. I see Look at the little little hair. The you know, little hair is kind of out of place and sticking out. And I just, man, this is this is beautiful. And, and then Eric, Eric modeled the beard of this guy after himself. He's got a few hairs out of place there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's no he's one of those. Now. He's one of those good-looking guys where you're kind of like pissed off. Like, really? He gets to be good-looking and talented. It's just not fair. You know? <laughs> it's like when you see a hot doctor, you're like, "You son of a bitch! That's not fair." Man, this is it. I yeah, it's just amazing. Just amazing. The dwarf collectors seem to be not. I wouldn't say few because they they sell well. But out of all the figures that we do, the dwarves are some of the lower sellers. Um, but, but they're some of the loudest fans. Yes, the fans are definitely the most vocal. <laughs> they are definitely the most passionate and vocal fans of the Mythic Legions collectors. Which is funny because there's actually a dwarf in my D&D group, and every time there's a dwarf, they are loud and obnoxious and in <laughs> your face. It just it all lines up, man. Yeah, it's because they're perpetually drunk. <laughs> right. The collectors, not the dwarves. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> I had I remember when I was uh I was trying to hook up a, a friend on the line and he was all in but he didn't want to buy the dwarfs because in his mind he goes well it's half the figure for the same price. <laughs> uh the funny thing is is when he finally eventually got a dwarf I remember he said to me he goes man 
I was a complete idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that some of the parts are smaller. Everything is there that's on a regular figure. They're just a little bit squashed in certain areas. That's it. And I, I kind of thought that that uh, that would be some of the perception with the goblins too, because not only are they smaller, but they're even thinner than than this guy. And I thought people would be complaining that, oh, this is a smaller figure, so I should pay less for it. Let me tell you, these little guys don't cost any less for us to produce. So, right, man, that's awesome. It's so funny. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have used that. I wouldn't have thought to use that axe for a dwarf. It looks like an elven axe to me probably because i think it was included in the elven pack uh, weapons pack i think if i'm not mistaken but i think you're right yeah yeah but it looks yeah. it's it's awesome you know sometimes i have these mental constraints that that are there and then they break them and i'm like well yeah that was why didn't i see that before yeah and we had a friend a long time ago that said it all comes together in the paint and we kind of joke about that and Sometimes it's actually true. So yeah. I mean, you see something like this painted in a certain way, even though it's it was originally designed for something else, it just it kind of falls into place. I mean, that's the same axe I think that comes with uh, Thalen Frostbow, I believe. Yeah. You know, and it looks good in a, in a female figure's hands. It's very uh, delicate and beautiful. And then and you got this straggly dwarf with a well groomed beard, and it's amazing as well. Well, that's and what's funny to me is I I look at this and it makes perfect sense. If I were to go back and look at the Thalen Frostball, I might go, that axe is too big. But the lore behind dwarves, that hammer and that axe, that's that's their thing, you know. And like I said, that's the D and D playing D and D has only made me love these figures that much more, man. <laughs> and especially starting to understand, especially you know the 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 lore behind the dwarves and and their backstory and. Um, I mean, just freaking spot on, man. All right, Cody, what do we got next? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is yeah. going to be Stevens, the half-naked guy. He's, oh, he's God, yes. Hits, right? <laughs> when God, you're so yes. tough, you don't even need shoes. <laughs> I mean, why would anyone wear a shirt if they had abs like that? I don't wear a shirt with the lack of abs I have now. <laughs> I have great abs under this fat, but uh, man. man. So the deluxe gladiator legion uh, builder. Did we lose Eric? I think we lost Eric. Uh oh. Well, he probably knew that this, this shirtless guy was coming on. He goes, I really don't need to watch three dudes uh, <laughs> drool over. A, Got him. Uh, He's coming uh, back. There he yeah. is. That's everything the gladiator fans wanted in a figure. It's got the bare chest. It's got the kick ASS helmet. It's got that bad ASS shoulder pauldron, the the spear, the shield. I mean, it's just it it is. It's it it deluxe is right. Deluxe is a great way to describe that figure. But another, it's another one that uh, you know was to Stephen's point about the dwarf. That's another one that you could name. That you could give a bio. You could talk about his tournament victories and uh, yeah, he's amazing right out of the box. And I love. I love them. I prefer them with. I love the fact that you're giving us both. I prefer them with the bare feet, but that's just me. Yeah. But having both is just is, is just an amazing touch. Right, especially you know, if you want to get real creative in one shoe and not one shoe. Yeah. You know, do I look like his like his, his shoe came off? Right. During right. a battle, I was battling so hard I lost a shoe. Or maybe he got a rock in it and he really had to take it off because it was hurting his foot. You ever tried to battle with a rock in your shoe? No, Impossible. I haven't. But it seems it's impossible. 
He's got one gloved hand and one ungloved hand, so why not just swap it on the feet? And <laughs> then he's a little bit more symmetrical, maybe. I, I took care of a woman the other day that was on the side of the road crawling around her car with only one shoe on, absolutely hammered. It reminds <laughs> me of her. Hmm. Where's your other shoe? We don't know. It was in the glove compartment. We found it. <laughs> but what was great is it didn't match, and it was another left shoe. So <laughs> can't make that stuff up. That's, that's a true story. So, wow. uh, you know, I think I think back to how popular the Coliseum wave was. And, um, and and continues to be, obviously, with how um, expensive some of those figures are. And to me, I think this is just genius. You know, you, you keep capturing that and, and adding parts and pieces that really just make everything about this line so cool. Man, you put him with Vetus, Romulus, Clavius. Vetus. Vetus. <laughs> um, and put this guy with it. I mean, come on. It's good. It's just going to be an amazing uh uh, display. Hey, Cody, we give us an up close of the helmet and pauldron again, please. Yeah, that pauldron that's got to be shown up close. The helmet, too. I mean, it's just oh. a lot of comments on that pauldron mm -hmm. in the in the comments this it's morning. Awesome. And man, that is just amazing. That guy walks out and you're immediately scared. And that <laughs> the new strap that's on his uh, love it, his sh other shoulder and everything that's. Well, you know, we, and we've talked about in the in the past. It's been brought up when uh, uh, referring to armor and how some of the characters have mismatched. And you know, with the goblins, it's you know they they just kind of steal and they you know take whatever they can get. And this looks like the guy. Well, yeah, the last person he defeated had this helmet, so he decided to take their helmet, and now he's fighting with that helmet because it was better than the one he had. And just en endless backstory. Oh, so cool. So good. All right, Cody, fire us off the next one. Deluxe Goblin. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at those. What are those scimitars, technically? Mm. No. They're, they're, they're blades. They were originally with one of the, I think they were in the elf weapons pack, but they also clip together, so you make one long blade. Oh. Ugly. Mean. Like myth, Mythic Legion's version of, uh, of uh, Darth, what was his name? Darth, Darth Maul. Maul. Darth Maul, yeah. Darth Maul. So uh, good. The head on this is amazing. Just it fits in perfect with the rest of the goblins because of to me what what they have is just this really fun little evil character in each of their face sculpts. And that's exactly what I see with this head. Yeah, it's it's tough to notice, but he has a nose underneath that helmet. It's kind of hidden in shadow a little bit there. It's just tiny little nose and Eric kind of explained the design on this last night. It's got a very uh, samurai-ish helmet, which yeah. is pretty cool, yeah. I think. Yeah, I can see I'm that. Seeing that. I'm feeling that. Um, looks grumpy. I, I love it. I love that you guys put him on a, the dwarf torso. Right? That's That's a dwarf... He's got a dwarf body. That's, yeah, right? that's a dwarf body. Yeah. Um, we've we've uh, you know the goblins are normally the little thin guys, except for Gonks. Yeah. We thought this guy um, Eric owns a pug, and he kind of designed it to look like uh, a pug this time. So. Holy S H I T. That looks like a pug. Now that you say that, that yeah. is so pug like. <laughs> yeah. There you go. See his little tiny nose hidden there. Yeah. Uh. 
That's awesome. And oh. the plates that are on the yeah, pug nose, the <laughs> goblin, yeah. Um, the plates that you see on the side of the helmet, close to the back of the helmet. Oh, Eric just texted me. My connection is terrible. Not sure how I'm looking on your end. You, you look, look great, good. buddy. Can you hear us, Eric? You look sexy. <laughs> I don't think you can hear. I can hear you at times. Oh, but oh. it's it's going in and out like crazy. Yeah, yeah, on our end, you look fine. Yeah. But uh, tell him a little bit about the uh, the design of his head and the plates on his helmet. Yeah, so if you look the, at those plates on the, the side there, um, they look fairly integrated with the helmet, but they're actually separate pieces from the helmet. Uh, and so there's, there's openings in the sides of the helmet so that... Uh, we can use this helmet in the future with other uh, goblin designs where we can have the ears uh, poking out. So um, this this head design here, uh, although it's, it's you know, it's unique um, in, its, in its design for what you're seeing here, uh, it's also going to be interchangeable with future goblin heads. So there's kind of going to be like a little mini system of uh, interchangeable heads and headgear. Awesome. Fan service at its finest, man. So, so a question that people had last night was whether the helmet is removable. And it's not currently removable the way it's built. The, the, the face part of the head is a separate piece from the helmet, but it's not literally just a removable helmet that you can pop on somebody else. Lovely. Another, 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 you guys killed it again. All right, Thanks. Cody. That's going to look so cool when we have, you know, the original goblin builders, which were the skinnier guys. And then you got these big bruisers oh. maybe sitting in the back. Uh, you know, if you, it would just, it's going to look. Uh, the deluxe skeleton, please. This one, uh, this one got a lot of people <laughs> pumped, including myself. I love that armor that is, and like, I've really had a chance to play around with my Aerithere. Did that come on Aerithere? That the shoulder pauldrons? Or is that uh no, it came on uh uh Vorth Vorthog, uh Yeah, Vorthog. Yeah, the, okay. the great that great looking orc. This 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 is reminds me of that and I hate to say this, but um, Megata, or not, is it Megadeth? Well, no, I wasn't thinking of that. That that does too, but yeah. no, you're thinking Iron Maiden, I think. Iron Maiden, yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. No, that that reminds me of um where the it was is it where the Joker becomes Batman oh, and has that yeah. weird spiked oh, helmet, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. The Joker it's, who smiled or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yep. The Batman who laughed, that's what it is. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, it opens? Yep. Oh, oh man. I, I was waiting for Cody to find that picture. Yeah. The jaws articulated too. Not only does it open, but it, it's a new skeleton head from you guys that maybe has the most amount of detail I've ever seen in my a, life on a it toy. It is a legit skull. That is an anatomical skull, and it is... Yeah, look at the eye sockets and in the nose socket there, all the detail that's going on in there. Yeah. Eric really yeah. outdid himself with this one. It's always fun sculpting a skull. Like, that's... <laughs> ever since even just, you know, being a kid. Like, that drawing and sculpting skulls it just it never gets old and i and i totally i totally get what you mean by that but i also have to say when when you i, I would have to think that the the 
level of difficulty when you're sculpting something that is completely Eric Treadaway, just out of your head, you know, off the paper into the world. There's a lot less pressure than if you're sculpting something that is immediately recognizable to everybody who's on the planet. You know, a skull, everybody knows what a skull looks like, or everybody thinks they know what a skull should look like. There's got to be an added level of pressure to get that right or as correct as possible um, in something that's so, you know, vastly recognizable. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's why, uh, you know, you look uh, across the, the toy industry and, and that's why, uh, you know, doing a human likeness is so hard. Right. Because, or a human face, even for that matter, because, you know, everybody knows what a human face looks like. And, and you, you know, and, it, and more so knowing what it looks like, you know instantly when it's wrong. Right. Um, and, you know, the, the skull, you know, of course, we've got a, a little more leeway with a skull because if you look at, actually go and, you know, look at reference for skulls, you know, the, the shapes of skulls vary as much as a human face does. So, right. you know, this is a more drawn out, uh, thin looking skull, whereas, yeah. the, you know, the tibia skull is a more boxy type shape. This right. is Ted Danson. <laughs> <laughs> Right here. I don't know if I'll ever think of this figure the same way again. <laughs> Somebody referred to it as Judge Dead. That's pretty funny. Oh, oh that yeah, good one. Yep. Not a bad thing. No. Oh, so good. Man, uh, Treadway. After uh, you know, I, obviously, you know, our love for CB is. I mean, it's obvious we uh, we got problems, but uh, how, you got any interest in hot tubbing? <laughs> Interested hot tubbing? He's just gonna pretend no. like it cut out. Just say no. Don't, don't get in Travis's hot tub. It could be magical. You can we, uh, okay. Here's uh, the deal: you can come to Michigan and you can go to Travis's hot tub right. and do the do the walk of shame the next morning, uh, or you can go ten miles. You guys get air you ten, in, your, in in your hot tub. Make sure you got a good hair filter. <laughs> like a freaking gorilla. <laughs> one of those guys that takes off his t-shirt but he's still wearing a sweater vest <laughs> a very patchy one <laughs> let me ask you this travis if if eric were to call you and say hey i want to come over tonight and be in your hot tub would you tell him no no like you did me not. last night of course not son of a gun you have a hot tub why would you not get in your own oh hot i didn't tub? want to go to his hot tub i just wanted to come over and visit oh okay he's like no no I got, I've got about, I got about two weeks left. I only get invited every, once every other month. I got about two weeks left, and then I get another invite. Actually, I was invited. You all were. I called. I said, I said, I don't think I can make it. And then last night, I'm like, Hey, I can make it. Wait, no, no, absolutely, you stay home. <laughs> Isn't your rule no clothes in the hot tub, Trav? Uh it's not quite a rule, but it's definitely recommended. Uh, it's not enforced. That's no, right. Wearing clothes you is just frowned upon socially. You're an officer of the law. How could you not just naturally enforce that? Right. Well, I, why would you want to wear a bathing suit in a hot tub? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. He enforces it by he just doesn't invite you anymore, <laughs> <laughs> which is where I'm at. You keep saying that, but you literally were invited. Everybody in this room pretty much was invited. Uh, no, not to the hot tub. I'm <laughs> well, we're talking hot tub. And well, now. my house, my house, if you come to my house, you're going in the hot tub. Truth. Yes. All right. Let's move on to the next figure, even though I don't want to. 
Oh my gosh. Half giant. Genius idea. Man. Yeah, we did the Ogre Legion Builder uh, back when we first released the Ogre Scale figures. And Bolthor was part of that. But, um, you know, he was the standard um, Ogre Scale figure at a higher price. So we wanted to give people a chance to be able to customize their Ogre figures and get them for a decent price as well. So this is the Deluxe Half Giant Legion Builder. Uh, $40 as a, as a reseller, um, you know, I just was at King County, quite possibly the biggest toy show in the world. And it's sometime you, you guys have to, it's just an amazing show. With that said, the, the Legion builder, when I'm selling these at shows, the Legion builder sells just as high as, as Kurzog as, uh, not both ours is pretty, has gone up there. Um, but people want these basic figures, and Steve's a great example. I don't even know how many of these you painted. A lot. Yeah. So many that I don't have any in my case anymore. Right. Because I keep oh. pulling them out of my case and painting them, and then I open another one and put it in my case, and I pull that one out and I paint it. So you guys are giving, like Pete said, you're giving people the chance to jump in at this very low cost on such a beautiful figure. And then the reality of it is the customizers, I mean, I'm not. I'm going to be the guy that has two or two to four of these standing behind the tower. Um, but I'm also going to get two painted by Steve, probably. It, mm. It's a great opportunity for especially new people coming in line and us old collectors as well. And they're great because you can paint them and I don't have to wear my my, my magnifying glass thing. Because <laughs> they're big enough I can still see. <laughs> well, you know, when it's in, in, and obviously the 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 focus of the show isn't isn't third party, but with the third party stuff that's out there, you guys keep giving people platforms in order to, you know, even help support that third party to a certain extent because they can grab a different, you know, a different chess piece or a different pauldron and they can throw that onto your figure. And you guys are, you guys are giving everybody these foundations for these incredible customs. And I mean, $40 for that. I mean, that's, I'm sorry, that's laughable. $40 for that figure. I mean, I kind of get a chuckle out of that. I can't believe that's so cheap. And they're going to, except people are going to get their hands on it. They're going to go nuts. And you guys are going to sell a ton of these figures and you're going to make the money that you deserve. And you didn't have to do it by, you didn't gouge anybody. You threw it out there for a great price. And like I said, people are going to buy two and three of these instead of one at 65. They're going to buy two at 40. And man, they're going to, these things are going to fly off the shelves. Yeah, I think we could definitely bump the price up on these and people would still buy them. Maybe not in as large quantities, but I think people would still buy them. But that's not really the our focus on on uh, this line. Our focus is getting as many of these into hands of collectors as we can while still being able to have a business and, and making some money off of the business. And um, this is a, a good example of that. That This character, we could probably sell him for 50 or 60 bucks and make a good chunk of change off of each one of them for ourselves. But we were more interested in uh, making sure fans get the figures that they want to get. Right. And if you, you know, you sell, you sell 10 of them at 40 bucks or four of them at a hundred bucks. It's still $400. Yeah. You know, that the, the, the reason Walmart is as big as it is, is because of what it does. There's a lot of truth to that philosophy of the lower price point and selling a higher quantity. And like I said, plus you're doing all the fans a solid. Yeah. And it, you know, it, 
it allows us to, you know, we we look at at the line, you know, in a, a, a you know, we're looking at the big picture with the line. And so doing Legion builders and, you know, doing a, an ogre scale Legion builder like this at a lesser price, it, it, it offsets the cost and also allows us to do um, figures like, so, you know, some of the items in the Olivia wave where you're doing a, you know, a, a centaur that's a, a high ticket item or even, uh, you know, a, a lithia type figures where uh, they're deluxe figures and, and uh, you know, we can, then we can put out a, ch a cheaper wave like this, then that gives people the opportunity to come in and later on buy a more expensive wave like that. And, uh, you know, and of course for, for the way, we look at it as it allows us to make more characters and flesh out the the world more. So it's, you know, I mean, luckily for, for, I guess, you know, everybody, both us and the fans, like it's, you know, it's worked out well having this mix of, of affordable builder items with the, you know, the, you know, like fully deluxe intricate pieces, like a, ogre scale or troll or uh, you know the horses now things like that before we move on um i've opened a lot of ogres you know ogre scale figures and i've not run into a whole lot of the the hip issue but i wanted to ask you guys i mean is that a lot of people are loud about that but i don't know how how prevalent, how it, really prevalent is. it really is is that is that something that you think is is getting blown out of proportion or is it in, in my experience, I've opened a bunch of these as well and I've messed around with the hips to try to figure out what the issue is. And the construction is odd on these, but what you have to do is both hips move together and one of them moves separately if you're holding on to the other hips. So you move the, the hips forward or backward together into the position you want it. And then you move the other one where you need it. And then you can kind of adjust it and everything. I've had no issues with it. I haven't had any breakage. I know people have said it looks like the plastic in there is stressed, uh, getting stressed. And it, it might be, but um, I, we haven't had too many people complaining about breakage there. So as long as it's not breaking, it, you can get it into the right pose. But I've, I've not had an issue with it. I mean, even after people started complaining about the uh, hips this time, Chris opened up a bunch to try to figure out what they were talking about. And he's in, in talks with the factory. He did from the last round of ogres we did, he had them going in there and adding a little bit of um, like a, a grease, like a lubricant to those hips. But okay. we can't do it too much because they're so top heavy that the hips will no longer hold them up if we make that too loose or grease it up too much. But so far, um, I understand that people are having issues with it, but maybe it's a, a matter of they're not quite certain how the legs move separately and everything. Yeah, I know the other day, um, earlier this week when I was in the office, because apparently I, I, it's happening more with the, the Equidron figures than the, the past releases uh, from, from what I'm seeing. And uh, he had, you know, he had t figures laid out all over the table that he had pots of boiling water. We're putting stuff in freezers. He's cutting pieces apart. Um, so we're, we, you know, I mean, this is a, uh, a format that, that is going to move forward. So 
um, you know, we're really trying to figure out like a what the solution is for people who already have the figures as far as what the combination of do you do you do heat do you put a little uh you know a little oil or lubricant on it um so we're trying to figure out what to tell people is the the safe way to move forward with it um but at the same time i you know from from my perspective i also want to make sure we're looking at long term and you know do we retool those hips do we um switch the articulation style to more of like a marvel legends like with the barbell uh you know pop socket hips um so it, it's something that we are actively trying to, to figure out N- not only what the fix is now for people who have a figure that has a problem but also how to y- you know really permanently get rid of that problem uh in figures moving forward Another, another big, another big reason that the horsemen are who they are, Exactly. you know, it would have been very easy to go, Hey, yeah, sorry about your bad luck. Here's a new figure and just be done with it. But to, and to there's, there's another avenue of, okay, well, how do we keep these people quiet from making a stink about it? How do we fix it in the future? You guys are doing all of those things. You're looking at that, that problem from every, every different angle to try to make sure the best product is coming from your warehouse to our homes or to our vape shops where we hang them in, in bags on doorknobs. Um, but uh, that, like I said, that just, it, it goes back to everything we've talked about, you know, um, maybe I'm beating a dead Equidron, but you guys are taking care of your people. And that's, and that's why we have, I mean, look at 34 people are, are being blasphemous this morning to be with us and not in church to see this. That's a big deal. So well, thank you for everybody who's shown, who's shown up for this today. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Cody, we got one. Uh, we got the weapons pack, or I'm sorry, yeah, the accessory yeah, before pack. We, before we move on to that, oh. the um, the scale uh, half giant legion builder. Those spikes that are on the sides of his helmet. Those are separate pieces. So moving Close forward, up on the helmet, Cody. Moving forward. Moving forward, we'll be able to replace that. Like pop those spikes out and put other helmet adornments in just like oh. some of the other legion builders damn it. the other mythic legions figures <laughs> i um i i want you guys to understand uh travis was in the shop uh, on friday and walked out with a, a a tahoe full of marvel legends and gi joes and i liquidated all of those figures for the simple fact that i want to make sure that i'm not missing out on mythic legions um, these, these wow. figures are that good. So, wow, man, I, it's, it's astounding to us. The number of people we've heard saying that, that they're, they've stopped collecting other figure lines and have started collecting only mythic legions. That's, I mean, that's, it's, it's like a blessing to us, but it seems insane to me, but I'm kind of in the same boat. I kind of do the same thing. Sometimes I get focused on one action figure line and then everything else gets shoved aside for a while. And hopefully that lasts for a while with these though. Yeah, no kidding. All right, Cody, accessory pack. This accessory pack yeah. is now this this awesome. photo is a little misleading because the this accessory pack will not come with the figure itself. It just comes with the the unusual new accessories you see on these. And these were all designed by the amazing Nate Barch and then sculpted by Eric. 
Damn. So are those the same antlers that are on the moose figure? No. No, people asked about that last night, and they're not. These are slightly smaller, but we showed uh, images of all these parts next to a standard standard Mythic Legions figure. They're still really large, but they're not quite as big as the one on Alder, the uh, moose. Man. Can, is there a, are there individual photos? Can you scroll down, Cody? Yeah, will you pull up the, yeah, pull up the, start with the antlers and the head? Yeah, like that. Oh. So the important thing to realize, and I think most Mythic Legion fans know, you buy the the Legion Builder, you put these parts on them, and that's how you create this figure that you're seeing here. Yes. But that accessory pack would be good. You could buy three and have something oh, yeah. to have three different figures. Uh, so how you've many? Got two horn options right there. How many are you buying, Steve? Of these? Yeah. Oh, I want five or six. Yeah. yeah. Easy, right? Yeah. I mean, I want ten. Yeah. Can right. I, I, I'll probably... <laughs> right. They'll probably order probably 10. Probably order, right, maybe yeah. 10. Depends if Travis will Shoulder play. pauldrons and a belt. Oh, man, those shoulder pauldrons are great. I, I will say that I I love this idea, guys, this, this fact of just putting out a $25 piece like this. And I think you guys know that customizers are a huge part of driving this line. And I, I, easily, to me, this is like a no-brainer. Yeah. Oh, and I, I just noticed that it comes with a hat as well. Yes. Yeah. Not, okay. That's so awesome. I said there's, there's two different horns. The head, the uh, the horn additions for the helmet, the um, antler additions for the helmet, the pauldrons, the chest or belt strap, the big um, hammer, and the gigantic enormous shield. Are those are those goat heads on yes. that hammer? Can you go back to that hammer, Cody? Bring that up. Oh. Are they, are they yak heads or something? Aren't it's there? a wildebeest. Wildebeest. Oh, man. Wildebeest. <laughs> that uh. is freaking. That is so evil. I love that. And I mean, you know, huge shout out to Nate on this. Like, you know, Nate is. We, you know, we have a few people like this that we work with in, in different different arenas of, of what we do where Nate is, is the, we can hand him something off and he can pick up exactly where we leave off with, with no instruction. You know, like we, we asked him to, to draw up uh, an ogre scale accessory pack and he came back with it and, you know, it, we didn't have to touch it. All we had to do was sculpt it. Like he, you know, he just gets, you know, our style, our thought process, the, the fact that, uh, you know, we need to be able to paint these up a few different ways and get different effects out of it. And, you know, you, you, you look at these, like I was talking about it last night with the pauldrons, like those pauldrons, we could paint those, five different ways and yeah. they could look like they're for different factions, different races. Um, the, the shield, you know, we can, you know, we, that could look like a heroic shield or it look, can look like an evil shield, depending on yeah. um, right. you know, how we address the colors on it. And, you know, I could say the same for the, the hammer as well. Um, now that hammer, that handle is the, is a similar handle that you guys have used before, right? Yes, it's the same. So it's it's uh, interchangeable with the you know any yeah. existing handles that you get. Do uh um do the tusks 
can the tusks come out of the shield? Um, I it, well, currently on the prototype, yes. Um, my I, I believe that it's they're going to be packaged separately. Um, so I I'm not sure yet. Um, from you know a production standpoint, if that's going to be a one-time assembly, yep. or if you're going to be able to to you know pop them in and out, I, you know from again I, I've said this uh, on a couple of the the pieces in this wave, I, you know I'm sure a customizer oh yeah could, could pull them out, um, but uh, yeah whether or not it's going to be easily poppable um, remains to be seen because it's. You know, with it being a shield, you've only got so much material behind the tusks. So I don't know if it's going to be something where it's, it, you know, it's going to require some, you know, some sort of a different uh, mushroom to get it popped in yep. Yep. Uh, tightly. Eric, do you have the, uh, the still have the paint, paint masters there with you? Yeah. You, or, or did you pack them up? No, I still have Can them. you hold the shield up to next to one of the standard figures so they can hey, see yeah. the mass on this thing? Hey, Cody, will you bring up uh, Treadaway as big as you can? He's going to hold some up to his camera. Nope, wrong one. <laughs> there we go. All right, so there's – actually, I'll pull him back a little bit. So regular figure, and then there's the, the shield taking up about as much space as his entire – uh, head and torso and uh, just also and this shows why the uh, the tusks will be removable it's there's a lot of depth to this as well um, which you know we're doing some some shields like this now and upcoming where uh, rather than just being a um, you know just a flat shield we're giving a lot more dimension to these these shields uh you would see that type of thing a lot on um like a lot of the old dungeons and dragons designs where they would do these these shields with crazy faces coming off of them or you know like really like domed shapes on the shields and it just there's something about that added dimension that rather than just having that flat plane against the figure now you've got tusks coming out and uh you know i just think back to just you know and i was taking sculpture classes in school and just you know there's a lot of talk about um you know just very basic sculptural form and you know you want to be able to look at a piece in the round uh where this you know it looks as good from the side as it does the front or from the back and so doing things like that where you you know you've got these you know, uh, sculptural details going off in, in every dimension uh, just kind of plays into that, you know, that, that just a basic principle of, of uh, working in, in 3D form. I can't wait for these crazy people to get a hold of this stuff. And they've got a Bolthar holding this shield up and there's a goblin impaled on the tusk of the shield. Ah. You know, I mean... <laughs> People are going to go nuts. Um, the all of that on the on the website there that we were just at. All those photos. Um, who did those? All that photo. All the photos for you guys. 
That was Trevor Williams. Okay. I, he's he's watching. I was pretty sure it was him. I wanted to make yeah. sure. One six shooter, man. Uh, always, always, always takes care of business. Him and Nate, both, again, good examples of us surrounding ourselves with people far more talented in their, their tasks than we are and, and really doing a bang-up job for us on this stuff. We're so fortunate to be able to surround us with surround ourselves with uh, people like that. We are we're literally trying to uh, copy you guys' biz, business model um, between Cody and Hobby Lobby, and we actually have uh, Nate Strong sitting in with us right now, who is a, a beautiful photographer. Um, we're trying to surround ourselves in our little Michigan world with people just like you guys. <laughs> Not a photographer. He's a photographer. He's a photographer because that's English. I love you, Travis. <laughs> so adorable. He's on honestly, he's one of the best pohatographers I've ever seen. He's really good. So, you know, but so everything that you guys just saw, if you add up all the, the costs of it, it's uh two hundred and twenty one bucks. But if you get it that's if you buy them all separately. But we're doing the all in deal that we always do, and you can get all of it for two hundred bucks even. So it's nearly a free figure if you buy the all in. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, free accessory pack, whatever. I mean that's that's Nate, awesome. And Nate brought up he's sitting here next to us. He brought up that uh there's people posting their uh their purchase on the cabal now saying, you know, spending two two grand plus wow. on this wave. And that's the first day that you guys revealed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's 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 a whole month. It's going till uh, May 31st at 9 p.m. So there's a whole month to get on board. But we really appreciate everybody who's gotten on board already because that just gives us some encouragement that this wave is going to do well and that this is going to be a, a model that we'll, we'll have to go back to later on and release even more of this uh, uh, Deluxe Legion Builder wave kind of stuff. Two grand. That's ten all ins. <laughs> Worth it, man. That's so good. Uh, I got a. I got something that we probably should address real quick. And Curtis Ackerman brought it up. Uh, he said, "Is it true that Jim isn't here today because he couldn't stand to talk to Stephen?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought Jim and Stephen buried the hatchet. No, I think we're good. I think Jim wants to bury the hatchet in Stephen's skull. But yeah, <laughs> what's even better is William White then comments and says. Uh, Hey, but both Steve and Jim like uh, greased up torsos. <laughs> we do. A greased up torso is sounds like probably the best thing you guys you guys should do that immediately. Jim will definitely be part of the next uh, Legion's cast. He just wasn't able to make this morning's episode. And we've got uh, hopefully some other things to talk about too that'll be new and exciting on that next episode that I think a lot of people are excited about. The six-foot-tall Tiamat dragon picture reveal. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not a real thing yet. Yet. Uh, so it's, o it's, it's only five feet. It's yeah. only five feet. I always embellish, right away. You know, this this is six inches. I, I get it. Yeah. So uh, we've we've had a couple people asking, uh, including Nate sitting next to us. Um, would you guys uh, be willing to talk a little bit about that little sneak peek of that head that you showed? Oh, the, ac the accident? No, the, the accident, of course. About. Yeah, we, we, our, our boss uh, really, really railed us for that one. We shouldn't have done that. <laughs> well, I imagine you guys' boss is probably a huge jerk, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, people are so excited for Cosmic. Um, and I, I am too, but I also have this fear 
of uh, what it's going to do to my wallet and this other little minor fear that it's going to cause you guys to to not put out as many mythics. Uh, what's the plan from that standpoint? Is it still full speed ahead with mythics and cosmic's going to be right on top of it? Yeah, I, I mean, we that's. I mean, we, we've been working on cosmic for for a long time now, and and um, I mean, it's probably had between five and ten different launch dates over the years, uh, or at least p- potential launch dates. And that really has been one of our biggest, uh, you know, considerations with with how and when we were going to launch the line, because um, we we need to do it in a way where it's exciting and it's a big deal when we launch it. But at the same time, people are confident that it's not going to going to cut into mythic in any way, um, and and that's part of why having such a long lead time on this has been um, beneficial uh, because, you know, it's been being worked on while you, this wave was being worked on, while Alithia was being worked on, while Arathir is being worked on. So if you feel like Mythic is, you know, is up to speed now, it's, you know, we've been working on Cosmic while it's been going on. So at least from a development standpoint, um, it's not, it will not cut in at all. And um, from a release standpoint, I think now that we're to, to a point where, uh, you know, we're getting, you know, back to a little bit more of a normal rhythm with the releases. Um, we're releasing a little bit more frequently with mythic. I don't, I don't think people are going to feel like there's um, any sort of a, of a, you know, a drain on mythic at all. It's, it's just a matter of for us, we want to make a statement when uh, cosmic shows up, but it, we also, you know, we have to be careful about how to, to integrate it into the lineup and, you know, support it past the launch um, without, you know, without get, getting the balance off. Are you, you want, is, give him a little is, taste of that head now, Eric? Yeah. And uh, pop the, uh, the the faceplate off for him too. They didn't get to see that. Last oh time. gosh! Can you? We're gonna go silent Cody, while you bring can, that up. Cody, Eric. can you go big again on this for us? Oh, hold on. Yeah, we'll get you. Okay. We're coming. <laughs> there we go. That's. That's. Then. What we didn't show last night was that uh, visor piece is as uh, a separate piece, um, and we've talked about this a bit with uh, Cosmic. Um, that visor piece will be uh, this will be a you know, an ABS piece uh you know it'll be a a rigid abs plastic and so the type of things that that's going to allow us that you didn't see uh, that you don't see as much of in in uh, mythic is we can do that in transparent colors and in clear oh Oh, yeah with it being (laughs) with it being an abs that means also we can 
uh, use vacuum plating on it, do chromes and chrome color. <laughs> um, so, you know, again, you, then this thing you can get, if we could just paint this a solid color, it's got one look. We could do a, a transparent on it where you can see the mechanics on the inside. That's a different look. Put a chrome on it. That's a third look. Um, but, and then you could do, you know, probably, you know, even do different variations amongst that as well. Um, but, but that's, um, you know, it's, it's in some ways that's a minor addition to the line, but, um, I think those, those differences in materials and finishes, um, aside from just the subject matter, it, it will really set this apart as its own, uh, you know, its own separate line. And I, and I love that kind of stuff, like those chromes and, and clears, you know, thinking all the way back to, you know, being very young um, and, and getting Micronauts figures. And, you know, they, they were, they just had a great use of those, those different colors of chrome and, you know, fully transparent figures. And, um, I, you know, it just, it's just, it screams sci-fi. It's like in sci-fi toy. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, many, many years of, uh, of cool sci-fi inspiration that, uh, that's going to find its way into this line in interesting ways. Curtis Ackerman just asked a really dumb question. I want to share with you guys. Um, is the comic Legion aesthetic, uh, going to be able to be displayed next to mythic legions without looking too out there? I know Motu combines sword magic and science. That is a great example of a terrible question, Curtis. Um, <laughs> we're, we're not going to put a robotic, uh, space suit, uh, next to a goblin. Um, so we'd appreciate if you would, if you would leave those kind of stupid questions, uh, out of the show, the four horsemen deserve better. So I mean, I will answer that question though, that because I mean, the, the, the master's universe, uh, comparison is a, a, you know, a pretty relevant, uh, touch point for this, because I think what it comes down to is it's, it, it comes down to what your perception of being too out there is. Um, I, and especially since, since all the parts are cross compatible, um, you know, although maybe a cosmic figure right next to a mythic figure might be too much for you, but if you take those two figures and mix and match the parts, you know, you might end up with some very masters looking. So, um, and that's why with, you know, with, with our, the way that we're approaching these is we're not going to do a, like a space like an orc figure with a space suit on. But because it, if we, if you already have orc figures in your collection, you're going to have space armor in your collection. That's something that anybody can do. So we, we, you know, we need to bring something new to the table that then you could also take ahead from cosmic and then put that on a mythic figure and then get something new there too. So you, you couldn't you just, you couldn't help me slam it because he called me fat. Huh? You couldn't just help me be mean to him. <laughs> and I don't know why. I don't know why everybody talks about how fat I am. It's bullshit. But, is that a zebra cake? No, it's a, like a princess cake. It kind of tastes like a unicorn dick. 
Uh, I, I can tell you, I cannot wait to put uh, Nubnik's head on a, a uh, space mech suit. Like, I just can't wait to do that. So I, I'm super excited about that that part of this line. Space goblins are what I'm looking forward to, too. Oh, yeah. So so excited. You know, I, I will say as, as a... Um, a guy that takes these to booths and, and sets them up, which I know you guys obviously do too. Every once in a while, I will get someone who, who comes across and says, man, I really love these and I could tell they're great quality, but I'm not into um, like the fantasy genre, like D and D that kind of stuff. That's not what I collect. And, and I'll be, I'll be like, well, what do you buy? And they're like, Oh, I'm a sci-fi guy. Like I like star Wars. I like that kind of stuff. And then I'm like in my mind, just going, Oh my God, when cosmic hits, this is about to get crazy. Oh, we yeah. can only hope for half the response that Mythic Legions has gotten from fans because if it's even half as good as Mythic Legions, it's gonna be it's gonna be big. We're excited for it. You we know, are we, too. We talk you talk about the the stuff with the fans and people wearing the shirts and all that stuff. It's funny to me the things that you say how fans remember. So I just stuffed that unicorn cake or whatever down my fat gullet and Somebody posts up, hey, Pete, where's the nacho cheese to go with that? Because one time I talked about eating a zebra cake with nacho cheese on it because in the lunchroom it fell into the nacho cheese. You're just not going to not eat the zebra cake. And it was actually really good. And a year and a half later, somebody brings that up. And I, that's what I love about what we do, man. Yeah. That's so much fun. It's also a detriment at times, too. They never forget. They right. never forget. They never forget. <laughs> oh. Erythir in stock sale. Is that, uh, I'm sure that's, uh, we had a question on it. Is it, I'm sure that's going to happen at some point. Yeah, it'll happen at some point. I mean, obviously, our um, retail partners are going to put their stuff up and they're going to be selling that, uh, that stuff through their stores. We're going to have a very limited amount of Erythir stuff in may at uh, toycon new jersey but um yeah we always hold back our in-stock sales stuff until after our retail partners have been able to sell through at least some of their stock through their outlets but that is coming definitely perfect i uh i got a quick question for you guys um uh steve because of our, our good friend Guillermo has had the ability to be the spokesman person for Mythic Legions on a um, a little uh, podcast YouTube video uh, um, called Plastic Chats, and um, we don't know much about it because Steve for some reason refuses to tell us. But how do you guys feel that this is the guy that might be representing you <laughs> and your toy line? <laughs> well, Steve's always been a, a- proponent of mythic legions and we're we're thankful for that and um i mean i have never planted smooches on the other two guys faces but i got to kiss steve once and and i I give him a thumbs up he's (laughs) (laughs) he's magical around Uh, one thing i could say about steve he's steve he's been with you guys (laughs) he's he's been with you guys for a long time yeah. Without oh, yeah. a doubt. Oh yeah. Now, any of you guys, we really appreciate all the all the kind words you guys have said about Mythic Legions. It's like I said before, it's unbelievable to, to us that that people are into the stuff that we're doing and the work that we're doing, and it, it just just knowing that people appreciate what we do and enjoy what we do. We've gotten 
letters from people, like emails and stuff from people saying we changed their lives with with toys. And I think about it and I'm like, my initial thought is how can that be possible? These are just toys. But look around me. Toys are my life, you know. I mean, so I could completely understand how that could change their people's lives and 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 bring some inspiration and some happiness to them. And uh, you know, we can, we could not appreciate it more um, how how into the line people are. And you guys are, uh, you know, you've you've been our ambassadors, at least uh, orally, a u r a l e. <laughs> ambassadors emphasis on the ass and then and then travis going to shows um selling stuff and pushing stuff and then now steve on this uh this show with guillermo pushing our stuff i mean we we couldn't have asked for for three better guys to to pump our stuff we appreciate and, it and pete sleeping on your couch so he can make it to toycon new jersey I and mean, all that <laughs> stuff you know it's amazing uh Pete, was there a goblin in your pocket when you were putting out that fire last night? <clears throat> no, there was not. I was actually sprinting down an alleyway watching everything else get caught on fire. I don't think you were sprinting. <laughs> no. I was sprinting, and that's exactly why I'm so tired today. Yeah. So, uh, Are you guys allowed to have uh, like action figures and stuff in your office on display or anything, or do you? Do you get so it from your coworkers if you do? Let me, uh, let me tell you this story. So my office right now is actually half the size of our podcast studio. Um, it's a sham. Um, we are actually building a brand new station and, uh, um, it should be open probably in the next four weeks. And my office is big and beautiful. And, um, I actually just went with the house color for the walls because the designer was kind of like, well, do you want to do some color? And I'm like, nope. I have got so much stuff that is going on the walls of this place. It is wasted with any other paint other than on the rocks gray. So I'm, I'm super excited. And we've, I mean, how many, I can't tell you how many customs people have sent us for the show and different, um, just various goodies and stuff. I can't wait to have, I've got a ton of great firefighter collectibles, you know, almost 20 years on the job. I got a ton of cool stuff for that, but that office is just going to be 100% me and action figures and posters and the whole shoot match. I can't wait to, to show it off when it's done. Nice. Yeah. Well, well my, I hate to cut this party short, but I think Eric has a heart had a heart out at eleven, and we're a few minutes past his uh, oh, his bedtime. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta run, guys. But yep. thank you so much for for having us on, and uh, you know, letting us talk about this this new wave, and you know, you know, everything you guys have done for us. Like, I, I can't say it much better than CB, but uh, you know, we do we do truly appreciate it. Uh, it's awesome to be able to tell people that there is a Mythic Legions podcast. <laughs> that, is, that is a cool thing to be able to tell people. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we appreciate it. Uh, you know, uh, thank you so much. And thank you guys for taking the time to come on and uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We look forward to sitting down with you again next week and uh, talking more Mythics, man. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds good, guys. All right. Take care. Thank you, fellas. Take care. Bye-bye.